Mike, do you want to do the intro this week? Say hello to all our friends. I don't know. Do we have do we have an intro? No. As it were? No. Oh, it's the tad. It's the dismal tad. I'll tell you where this won't happen. This was this this sort of behavior uh, that you're doing right now. Uh, you know, this won't happen on the Dismal Tide Hockey Podcast. Uh, nor will any editing. That's not necessarily true. <laughs> um, oh, what I did just because d- I don't know how to fade the volume on anything, and everything is going to be playing at the exact same no, volume, and the song that. might play in its entirety by accident sometimes. I'll teach you how to do that. It's very easy. Well, we'll see. Um, no, it'll take five seconds to teach you. Okay. Um, I did want to apologize to Belvedere Vodka from last week. Well, it's too late. And in the interim, uh, someone told me that I've been uh, drinking hard liquor wrong this whole time. See, now what I do when, I, when I'm drinking— someone, someone besides me told you this. Yes. Uh, my friend Dan. Uh, so what I've always tried to do my entire life is just avoid tasting the hard liquor— and so usually uh, with something like a shot, I'll, I'll, I'll put the shot like on my tongue so the liquor doesn't touch the front of my tongue mm-hmm. and just dump it down the back of my throat. Uh. And apparently this just makes it taste worse. <laughs> uh, and I know this because... I've never considered this. Because my friend Dan said that's how he used to do it as well. And he's like, no, it makes... You only get the liquor taste. You don't get the actual taste of the thing you're trying to drink. So when I was at... Uh, I'm not going to... You know, I was at our friend's house. It was offered a glass of whiskey, and I was just like, I don't really like hard liquor. Can't do and it. And just like, eventually it built to being explained how, no, no, if you if you just drink it like a normal fucking drink and put it on the tip of your tongue first, it like, um, I don't know the word, but it's not as intense of a liquor taste as it like washes down your tongue. Um, and in response to that, I've had a bunch of glasses of whiskey uh, this week alone. And you know what? Hard liquor, not yucky. There you go. Now you're uh, now you're now you can be like one of those uh, uh, MG Toe guys. You can, oh yeah. You can um, you can post pictures of uh, your whiskey with a next to a tomahawk steak. I'll tell you what uh, I. You can and a, and a, and some yeah. shotgun shells. Um and a cigar. Yeah, a cigar is big too. Gotta have a cigar. Now I like the cigar. I like shotgun shells. I like tomahawk steak. Now I can just complete the pack. I can be yeah. Dwayne Johnson at the finale of Ballers. Now. My favorite thing about those kind of guys uh, is that every time they post a picture of like the the whiskey that they're drinking, um, or I, I've seen this a lot in like replies to uh, you know Ben Shapiro tweets, things like that. They always spring for the like one the whiskey that's like the one step up from whatever the 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 regular like sort of flagship is. Okay, yeah, I've heard so you talk about this before. So they'll get like the Jim Beam double black or or the Jim Beam black rather than just regular Jim Beam, which means they spent like $26 instead of 18. And I I love that about them. The difference is negligible, right? Yeah, uh I <laughs> the Well, like you, big drinker, well, not to make you sound like it's a problem, but I'm like a, I'm a beverage professional, first right. of all. Okay, and, that's a bad way. <laughs> beverage professional and that's like the um you know you'll see people uh in the replies being like no make sure he'll he gets some woodford the double cask or the double oaked and and just yeah it's just the it's just the woodford reserve that's right next to the woodford reserve on the shelf that is a couple dollars more and you thus used to don't know anything about why it's different it's just better because it's got it's double double so you gotta know <laughs> double oak sounds so fucking dirty. Yeah, or yeah. I watched some double oak videos this morning. <laughs> there, I woke up. Like, the um, it's laying the wood. The, like the uh, Arby's is pushing their uh, uh, you know, their bourbon uh line of uh, sandwiches right now, and just like a real Kentucky bourbon aged in charred barrels, and just like well, it has to be. Got to be aged in charred barrels to legally be called bourbon. 
all all both of you who follow my Twitter account are uh, they they saw when I posted the the uh, the picture of the Jack Daniels charcoal. That was the only – I didn't buy it because it was Jack Daniels, although I should have because uh, they have these nice little smoker logs in there that actually make everything taste nice and smoky. They did a good job. But that is just – Jack Daniels did such a good job of maximizing every – when I was thinking of that, I was thinking of like how in elementary school the teachers always taught us that Native Americans used every part of the animal, and that is what – that is Jack Daniels' like style now. They they age it in these barrels and then they break the barrels apart and burn them and sell the barrels as charcoal. Sell the sell each charcoal barrel probably separately once you add it all up for like two hundred dollars a piece to just fucking epic bacon doofuses just cooking hot dogs in their backyard. Someone, and you know me. Someone made the observation that like all of these like Jack Daniels sauces and stuff are just uh, for for dads in restaurants. Yeah, like sure. it's just for your uh, for the average uh, Applebee's uh, consumer, like seeing Jack Daniels on the menu. If you're uh, if you're a sort of like um, goatee and Oakley guy, you're like, yeah, that give me that one. And uh, and then your wife goes, well, it looks like I'm driving. <laughs> it, it, it's one of God damn it's, it. it's for those it's for those people. Yeah. I guess I'll have one more. I gave the wife the keys already. Um, for just, the, just for the people out there, if you don't, what kind of whiskey should you get so you don't feel like one of these epic, epic bacon, double Oakley, whatever you call the doofuses? Oh, uh, there. Um, because you just drink wild turkey. I like wild turkey one hundred and one. Wild turkey one hundred and one, undefeated at twenty nine dollars, or perhaps outside New York, you probably even get it for like twenty five. I don't know. Um, but that's always been one that I've uh, uh very much enjoyed. Uh, I would say, you know what? My advice to everyone is, uh, is look into uh, what we, what you would just call American whiskey. Bourbon uh, is expensive now. If you want anything with an age statement on there, uh, it's gonna, they've all either like disappeared. Eagle Rare is still a ten-year whiskey, um, and you can get that for probably about forty bucks if you want to uh, spring uh, for that much, but. There's a lot of other things that are really good that are around that sort of price point that uh, that do not have age statements on them, so people assume they're not good. Uh, there's there's plenty there's plenty of whiskeys you know that where they're sourcing older stuff, and there's uh hell there there could be some 15 year old stuff in there, but I don't know. Go to go to a good uh, go to a good liquor store where somebody knows what they're talking about. Talk to them about it. But uh, I love Wild Turkey 101. Here's, but yeah, I, I would say um, anything the four if you can find it you know what four four roses single barrel to give one name my volume's turned up too high on my computer uh, is there any like super duper expensive whiskey that is worth it or is it all just like a fucking scam no it's not all a scam but I think the I, I think once you go over like the hundred and fifty dollar mark I think you're getting uh, diminishing returns. Because I think you are a, a lot of those are all sort of you know you're you're buying it to say you have it. It's to impress your friends. Okay, I yeah. drank a bunch of Japanese whiskey. Yeah, at our friend's house. Yeah, Japanese whiskeys are are generally pretty nice and approachable too. They're uh, they're all modeled after Scotch. Uh, they tend to be a little bit lighter. They, um, uh. For example, the Hibiki 12, which no longer exists because it was uh, um, uh, hunted to extinction, effectively. <laughs> um, it that was it was sixty six. We uh, we sold it for sixty six dollars for a while. Um, no one was particularly interested in it. Uh, then I, Yamazaki Sherry Cask got a, a write up where they named it. Uh, you know, I, it was like whiskey of the year twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. And then the uh, Japanese whiskey boom started. Hibiki 12 immediately like doubled in price basically even like when when we could get it from the distributor you know it wasn't just marked up on the retail end it was marked up from the like on the, the distribution side too and then that disappeared and it was replaced by the hibiki japanese harmony which again uh uh yeah blended whiskey no age statement and um and now that is still that that goes for about 120 bucks or you know 100 to 120 so so Hibiki Twelve so, is the uh, well, you're, whiskey of the podcast. Can't find it; it's gone. It, I mean, it does. Like maybe there are some store, like maybe some random place out in Queens has a bottle somewhere. But um, 
but like it cannot be ordered. It's 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 gone. But yeah, things like that. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, a bottle of Yamazaki Twelve goes for a uh between like a you know hundred and hundred and fifty dollars, and that's fantastic. But like the Hibiki, like the the seventeen and the twenty one, when you start spending like six to eight hundred dollars there, um, not worth it. Unless you have that much money, in which case, uh, it's 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 good. It's all good, but if you don't like, don't save up for these things. Is what I'm saying. Done. I think yeah, it, it, you can you can get a lot of really fantastic uh, whiskeys for under a hundred bucks, and you're you're only gonna uh, and, and don't get married to to any of them because if they disappear, you're only you're only gonna get upset. You're you're just gonna be the guy who I talk to every day. And by guy, I mean like twenty different people who stand there and tell me about what they used to pay for stuff. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've been working here for a while, bud. <laughs> so, all right, let's so, end whiskey talk. Thank you for the informative. Uh, I don't know elevator yeah. speech. And if you if you like you did a good job, if you like if you like smoke and peat, the log of wool in sixteen is still just one of the one of the best whiskeys ever made, and it hasn't changed forever, and it's not going away. Is log of wool in the one? And ah, this in a while. Uh, I'm going to let you kind of pick our own adventure. I'm going to let you be in charge of it. I'm just going to read you the headlines off of the Breitbart uh, sports page. And uh, if you want me to read the comments, just let me know. Say, hey, this one sounds great to me. Otherwise, we're just going to do some headlines. And uh, when you get to one, let me know. Okay. All right. We're going to start right at the tippy top. First article. Women's rugby referees fear transgender athletes will will cause major injuries. Have you looked into this? Uh, I have not clicked this By the way, I noticed the the right side of the screen is a banner ad featuring Brett Kavanaugh's face. Yes, uh, shadowy dark money exposes lies of the left. I don't know if there's any He's just such an uninspiring man, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. And I know uh, smarter people than me have gone into much more uh, detail about how, you know, the, the all the, the cruelty is the point stuff and, uh, and about how they forced this be- before. Uh, if there were any questions about your past, they just moved on to the next guy, but they made uh, they made it happen for Kavanaugh to prove that they could, whatever. Um, but like you just look at his face and like his stupid is is hair like his haircut sucks his weak ass chin he's got a yeah just that entire thing where he just sat there borderline in tears I like and beer now, I like, still like beer and now you have like guys in you know young Republicans and colleges with their I like beer koozies just like what do you find inspiring about this guy. It's that he it, it, made it still. But, it's that he got to say everything and all this, and that it didn't matter. There was nothing the left could do. It's it's, it's the cruelty is the point thing. You're absolutely right. I just don't fucking know how. Like, it's just winning is enough right now. And, just, uh, you know, you get a beer koozie that says whatever you just said, and it's just going to make your libtard friends mad, and that's enough. That's all it is. Yeah, oh God, yeah I, just, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I, he's so, I, I, I don't understand being that sort of psychopath. Like, do you know how guilty I feel about any time I've ever upset anyone in any way? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it just keeps me up at night. Yeah, like, can't. Constantly eating away at me, wondering, like, I'm just like, even pe- people <laughs> who I've apologized to for, like, th- for, like, something I've said, uh, you know, and they're just, just still just running it back, being like, I shouldn't have said that. That was, that was messed up. Um, so it doesn't and, sound like you want to so, read the comments on the rugby uh, uh, Well, I, what athletes. I would like to know is i i uh, how many how many rugby referees is it one 
Uh, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, by our man Warner Todd Hudson. Huston, sorry, Warner Todd Huston. Um, big c- cigar guy. Yeah, big. Just th- that guy that we were talking about earlier that overspends on whiskey. That's this guy, like a thousand percent, while wearing an Indiana Jones hat. Yeah. He, mm. uh, referees are quitting their job over their jobs over fears of being sued as more transgender athletes join women name, rugby league. In uh, name some one. refs. People. Some refs are saying they are afraid of being sued as more men claiming to be women join the women's league and end up hurting natural-born female contestants. People are saying. The refs say uh, British rugby, British women's rugby does have a testosterone limit for transgender players, but refs say they have been told to take the, result te- the results of testosterone tests on the word of the player, that they have no recourse to demand any sort of proof. <laughs> What's your t- just like? I'd like the idea of a ref just like plunging a needle on one of these people's arms. Pulling testosterone levels out, like spit on this, like a. You remember those, uh, those acidity tests, the litmus test, right? Yeah, yeah. You did in high school. It's like spit on this. Let's get those t- testosterone levels, like right on the court, right in the middle of the field. I don't. I, but but the, those things, like uh, the testosterone levels and all that, are variable. You know, um, you know, uh, Castor Semenya, uh, she has to like now take uh, you know medication to lower her testosterone levels. Even though, uh, like, even though she is a, uh, you know, by by birth a, a woman, and there there's nothing that it's just it just happens that she has. Hired. Have we talked about this? I was definitely listening, but just remind the listeners what you were saying. Right well, the, uh, yeah. So she, you know, uh, w- people were worried that uh, you know th- that that she was a uh, uh, too much percentage of man or whatever, and. Um, Made her like you know, the, the went through a whole bunch of tests that uh, other women aren't forced to go through. She has higher higher testosterone levels, so she's got to lower them, even though it's just natural. But how is that? It, like that's just a, it's just a competitive advantage. It's like uh, you know how you always used to hear about Kevin Euclid drew so many walks because he had twenty ten vision. It's like no one made him put on those beer goggles from health class. <laughs> You know, uh, Michael Phelps, uh, you know, his body, or, or on a uh, more, uh, you know, proper comparison, Michael Phelps' body uh, made less lactic acid than other people's. So he just didn't get tired. <laughs> like, uh, you know, so so things like that. So no one made him take something to erase his lactic acid levels. Uh, so I, I don't think things like, you know, just someone's exact amount of testosterone should factor uh, that much when it comes to uh, women's rugby, and as we were discussing briefly before the st- show started, no, I I. Well, after you transition, like your personality doesn't change drastically or anything. You don't. Um, it, it it's not like you uh, were a rugby player and then turned into Barbie. Like you you probably you probably still like rugby just as much as you ever did, but you're just a woman now. So I I imagine there there on the off chance that there are some how many women rugby player are there uh, so uh, how in many, this how article how many rugby players are there that on earth and then how many of what percentage of them are trans and then what percentage of those would still uh want to be playing rugby on a competitive level so I don't have any of those numbers for you but this I article brings up I bet oh, it's not many. Uh, this article brings up uh, Welsh transgender player Kelly Morgan. We have another one, uh, Australian transgender handball player uh, Hannah. Ma- so, in this article about how they, women's rugby referees are worried that transgender rugby players are going to fucking kill someone, they, they only come met, up with one they example. Found one, and the other one is a handball player. Again, people are saying, and they're saying it more and more. We're hearing it more and more. And I also love the classic. Uh, well, I guess far right or left would both do this equally um but some scientists the, yeah yeah the straw man sorta. Uh, well no that's all some people say i mean that's that's the twitter thing that's what got the the chapo subreddit uh you know quarantined is that uh the chapo guys would fight with you know journalists who all uh you know the or, or you know opinion columnists uh, <laughs> in places and then uh chapo fans would just fight with anybody and just find one bad opinion, post it on Twitter, and then have everyone, and then all of them just like, you see what they're saying? And just like, that's, it's not in the spirit of the thing. Like, 
we've <laughs> we've even started u- using fewer and fewer just random guy replies. Some are very funny, like the guy who demanded to know what uh that kid uh did to get burned by cigarettes when Kieran Tierney gave him uh, that yeah. his Arsenal shirt the other week. <laughs> that was very good. But I mean, like just any uh, any random asshole can can just say anything. Um you want to get to some of these comments? But yeah, I would like to read the Bright Park comments. Just to see what like what uh to just get some fingers on the pulse sure. of what these people are worried about. A half hour ago, um so one thirty on a Monday. Uh, Austin commented, sports will be a thing of the past very soon. Already seeing loss attendance across the board. You can't make a man into a woman and let him compete against women, just as you can't make a woman into a man to compete against other men. Bunch of idiots ruining all sports. This explains Megan Rapino, as everyone thinks she's trans- transgender as only a sailor has a mouth like hers. What the fuck? That was really a... I did not read that last sentence when I decided to start reading this comment. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what no a... One- Megan Rapino, uh, for the record, not trans. No, <laughs> he didn't even credit it. It was just because she has a mouth like a sailor. Sailor can also be women. Megan Rapino is a, a, a lesbian cisgendered woman and a and, and <laughs> a fucking treasure. She uh. like, but also like, is the now just the assumption that any good woman athlete is a man? Well, Raphael has a. Uh... Oh God, yeah. No, that's it. It's a good thing this wasn't like a problem when Mia Hamm was playing. That and like the and the, the when they picture uh uh transgendered uh women, they probably do just picture LeBron in a wig. Like Megan Rapinoe is yeah, very slight. You know, look at this picture. Yeah, so that's the thing. they they found but again, rugby player. There's probably a, a lot of uh you know, female born rugby players who also look like that. Uh, Raphael says I favor trainees creating their own teams. Let the peeps decide if they want to support it. Gut feel? Hell no. I do have to say cuz somebody in one of these comments that I'm not going to bother reading um, cuz we don't need to read all of them. Uh says that this is going to be bad for like viewership. And you know what, frankly, I kind of disagree. I was never going to watch women's rugby. Uh, now, if I know that there's a, a fucking wrecking ball out there on one of the teams, I might check it out just to see the competitive imbalance. Because I've honestly never seen transgender competitive imbalance. Like, I've never seen a, a, a game played yeah. by somebody who used to be if a man. It, if anything, it's going to get the people talking. Now, I, I don't... Yeah, I, I've watched... Yeah, when uh, in the Olympics they had rugby sevens, uh, so I watched some of that. Um, I did watch that. But there, and that that's something else about this. <laughs> I just watched him put up the concussion tent, and they just caught Josh Allen's head in it. <laughs> he saw, he he got his he got his brain scrambled, and then they hit him in the head with the concussion tent. Not helpful. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Uh, but they uh, <laughs> see what he's going in. He's going in. Oh, they cut uh-huh. it. They cut away. Well, I'll see it eventually. Uh, in, anyway, in any case. Again, watching, uh, doing the show with uh, the TV on is only making the show better. This tranny hoax is hilarious, but a good illustration of how sick the left is. Well, it's starting to look like society is catching the left's crazy cold. Um, And also, like, these are all people, like, all of a sudden, the the get-back-in-the-kitchen crowd is worried about the sanctity of women's sports. Like, yeah. oh no, what yeah, sure. What will happen to all the WNBA records if they're owned by a man? Well, I certainly won't watch anymore. Uh, no, let's just <laughs> let's just keep this the hits rolling. I'm going to keep reading some more Breitbart headlines. You tell me if you want me to get to the comments as we were doing before. Um, <laughs> the get back in the kitchen crowd. Um, watch, Gavin Newsom, Newsom signs student-athlete pay bill on LeBron's TV show. Uh, update, report. Vontez Perfect facing season long ban. Oh, I want let's let's see some uh, uh, replies to that. All right, all right. Now, because here's the thing, um, there will be. Uh, oh wait, doesn't look like there are any comments. Yet. No, there are. Oh, there we go. Yeah, the, the I I think they'll be torn on that because uh, no one wants to see their own players hurt, and uh, especially when uh, and and even football fans like you know know who a dirty player is and isn't. But I think there will also be people who don't watch football who will just say, uh, game's gone. Nah, it's uh, nah, it's everybody supporting this 
uh, he should face a lifetime ban. He's an asshole. He should be banned <laughs> for life, not just for the season. Something is wrong with his brain. Get him off the field for life. After that hit, he should be gone. After that hit, the lad needs a few life lessons before being allowed back or take a vacation that rewards thugs, etc. Oh, let's keep going. No, no, let me try that one again. Or take up a vocation that rewards thugs. History tells us the fellow is not much of an intellectual. He was dumb as dirt on that play. Man, that one was unnecessarily mean. He, but yeah, those were all uh, the comments. Uh, yeah, it, it's funny. But very, I don't know. Vontez Perfect uh, might actually be incredibly stupid. Um, I not to support anything that any Breitbart commenters say, but it's possible that he is. Uh, by the way, look at what Travis Kelsey did. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> I'm ruining the show. <laughs> uh, week four. W e a k four. NFL still hasn't found the answer for empty seats. They've been reporting on this for years. And, you know, uh, here's the problem uh, with going to NFL games. They're absurdly expensive, and uh, they're too long. So the teams that Warner Todd Huston, again, same guy, um, reported on in this article. How many sellouts were there this entire baseball season that didn't happen on Dollar Dog Night? Uh, Apparently attendance is down in baseball uh, for the first time in 16 years. Or something. Oh no, something. I'm not. I'm gonna remove that from because there was something with 16 years, but I don't remember if it was exactly that. Maybe just viewership. Um, either way, the the teams he talks about with empty seats are the Arizona Cardinals, who are going to be, get a top three pick this again. Year. Yeah, uh, picked first overall last year. Um, this is uh, bad team. It, yeah, Cardinals Seahawks. So again, a lot of empty seat, seats in State Farm Stadium halfway through the first quarter in Arizona against Seattle, and the Cardinals again. And then he goes to the Dolphins, and he's like, the Dolphins are maybe the worst team in NFL, in NFL history this year. So, yep. like, of course they're not selling out because tickets are still $90. Let me check StubHub. Uh, Dolphins a bunch of times. Uh, still the Dolphins. What game is this? Who did Tennessee play? Titans Falcons. So Falcons fans aren't showing up. Which but I, I did see um uh oh what's his name from Shutdown Fullcast? Um I can't remember. Do- doesn't matter. Point is, um <laughs> did post a, a, a picture uh of that game right at the start with a ton of empty seats and just said soccer town. Cause you know what? Yeah. You know who is Atlanta United still uh selling plenty of tickets. Um tickets for Cardinals games, you can uh go on the 13th for $18 which is absurdly low um but again that's a that's that's a resale there but um for example the cheapest tickets to see the giants uh on October 20th uh, are $77 and that's to see them play the cardinals so again two bad teams the cheapest tickets are $77 although i get that people are excited about daniel jones uh Warner Todd Oh, and also posted this <laughs> this picture of the giant stadium, which appears it certainly is empty. But then you look at the field, and there's nobody in, on the field. And you look at what time this was posted to Twitter. It was ten thirty five in the morning. <laughs> so like no nobody shows, allowed in the stadium. Nobody yet. shows up two and a half gra- hours the early. The grounds anymore. crew is there. <laughs> uh, tickets to see uh, the Steelers in uh, in Glendale one hundred and forty dollars cheapest tickets, and that's because uh, the Steelers. Um, the Steelers were good in the 70s, and all the people who uh, were uh, young in the 70s uh, now have money, so they can afford to spend $140 to go see uh, them. Because, uh, yeah, all the Steelers fans have retired uh, with all the benefits that they got uh, throughout their lives that are afforded to none of us. And in that comfortable retirement in Arizona, uh, they're going to see their beloved Steelers. Uh, this guy will not support an organization that promotes anti-American, progressive neo-communists. Um, but st- and then uh, replied to that. Still, though, I figured all those empty seats would have been filled up with all the members of the LGBT community holding back laughter. NFL seats are a lot like Taylor Swift's album sales, like off the charts. Is this album doing poorly? Uh, I I suspect Taylor Swift's album. Uh, well, I don't think she sells albums as it were um on account of uh she has a, a young fan base who probably use uh streaming services how about this one uh this guy dg in response says try rugby it is what the nfl was until high salaries became investments to be protected there you go just completely ignore the rest of what breitbart reported uh and just case. reply to this guy with the link of the the transgender rugby players all right so here's a story from uh, just a few weeks ago taylor swift's lover 
accounted for 27% of all U.S. album sales its first week. So, um, so she's doing fine. Doing fine. Debuted at number one. All right, we'll do one more of these and move on to the rest of the rundown proper. There you go. Uh, another Vontez Bonte- Perfect article. Pirates fire manager Clint Hurdle after second half collapse. Antonio Brown to pursue $61 million from Raiders Patriots. World's first transgender boxer named face of Everlast. Study, transgender athletes have advantages in women's sports despite hormone therapy. Expert, Cam Newton's vegan diet could be making him weak. Professor claims Tom Brady's popularity tied to rising white supremacy. (laughs) So that one. Uh, No, I'm interested to hear about Cam Newton's vegan diet because uh, I actually have a lot to say about this on account of uh, Arsenal's Hector Bellerin is vegan. And uh, he's doing just fine. I mean, he did tear his ACL, but that's unrelated. He's back now. Um, Will he be playing this afternoon at Old Trafford? I'm not sure. I see number one trending topic in all New York is Ozil, so I think he's in the starting lineup. Oh, no, never mind. No Ozil, no Tierney. This clown has started again. People are calling for Unai Emery to be fired because the lineup came out. Uh, Cam Newton's vegan diet could be making him weak. Cam Newton proudly announced that he'd become a vegan at the start of the 2019 season. But with multiple injuries this season, some are wondering if that plant-based diet is tanking his career. Again, that word, some. Uh, Newton's season has thus far been underwhelming with two less-than-thrilling starts and several injuries, the latest a foot sprain that will keep him out of play for at least two more games. This lackluster start stands in contrast to Newton's enthusiasm about his new diet. Also, really funny when you make NFL players getting hurt, the crux of your story. Oh, boy. This is what you look for when you're looking for this sort of thing. First comment by Jerry. Being a vegan is making him weak by his wardrobe choice and his flamboyant personality. I'm thinking the word is gay. There you go. The word is gay. The Panthers have a losing culture built on incompetence and refusal to acknowledge mistakes and correcting them. Cam is a complete bust. They won last week, and yet Rivera sounded apologetic. They won without him when it's obvious they're a better team without him. Unlikely. Veganism is what brought down Kaepernick, too. It's a mental disorder to be vegan. Tom Brady's vegan. These people love Tom Brady. What are you fucking talking about? I don't think they heard about that. Tom, uh, they, Breitbart doesn't report on the dietary habits of the white players. Oh, God. His Muslim girlfriend is what I think brought him down, and being a lousy player. I don't know if they're referring... I think they're still talking about Kaepernick. <laughs> no, I like that we're getting closer to... Uh, um, uh, the Obama uh, rumors of him being a gay secret Muslim. So Cam Newton is secretly gay, but he has uh, his Muslim girlfriend, and that and she's the problem because of the uh, uh, the, the the treacherous uh, tentacles of uh, radical Islam has crept into his game. But he's he's being bad at football on purpose to try to destroy it from the inside. He's a sleeper he's a terrorist sleeper cell. If you're not getting enough protein, you're losing muscle. Newton should have known better. A vegan professional football player has to be the silliest idea I've heard in a while. Yeah, you can't get protein from anyone else except cows, I suppose. Um, I'm looking at the lineups, by the way, the and Arsenal's lineup does suck ass. It, I know the game is not won on paper, but this this really sucks. Not not enthusiastic about three o'clock. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this last this last comment here uh, because I think it gives us all something to think about. It's, uh, it's from Purple and Teal. Humans weren't designed to eat the plants. The animals eat the plants, process them. The nutrition goes into the animals' flesh. Then we eat the animals. How insanely stupid the world has gotten. Vegetarian slash veganism is also bad for the planet. Look up the vegetarian myth. Look up Nina T. I don't know how to say her last name. And the big fat lie. Mm. Seed, a.k.a. vegetable oils, are the most unhealthy things on the planet. Look up Dr. Tim Noakes, Dr. Stephen Finney, Dr. Troy Bickham. Oh, fiber causes intestinal digestion issues like constipation and IBS. Dr. Westman, Sally K. Norton. Oxalates. Oxalates are like microscopic shards of glass in your tissue building. I just don't believe any of this. The vegan problem, baby. Vegan. That's I'm getting that tattooed. I'm the vegan problem, man. Vegan solution, my way. Alright. We're done with our uh our Breitbart digression. Enjoy the song.
got a little video to play for everybody. Um, unfortunately, it's a video and not, you know, you can't get the full effect. But anybody who watched Sunday NFL Countdown uh, may have seen this as well. This is uh, Chris Connolly of ESPN, and he is uh, having a laugh at the expense that uh, of, of, I'm sorry, he's having a laugh at the expense of Gardner Minshew, who everybody says looks like Uncle Rico from that movie I've never seen, Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, and they decided to do a five-minute bit about it, and we're going to get through about as much as Mike can tolerate, I think. All right, let me just look something up real quick. Go ahead. Tell me when you want me to uh, hit play. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, a movie that was released in 2004, so it is now 15 years old. Um, basically nothing about it has uh, been mentioned since. It sort of went away. Um, but, God, I just... It's just the... the uh, oh, I, I remember that version of comedy. It's It's like my coworker who... We'll, uh, we'll say, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. I, and then look at me and go, like, do you remember that movie, Dodgeball? <laughs> that's, that's, like, motherfucker. that's Noah Syndergaard's entire personality. People think, <laughs> people think Noah Syndergaard is funny because he quotes Dodgeball. And, like, I give me Brian McCann's red-ass bullshit any day. Give me a guy who thinks nothing is funny uh, over Noah Syndergaard at any time. Yeah, it's not. It's not I would, fucking. Funny. I would much rather get quotes about how it's just important that uh, we uh, uh, we really focus today, um, and you know uh, we, we, these guys we're, we're we all play for each other. I will take that any time over Noah Syndergaard uh, quoting dodgeball. I only quote The Departed. What's the best thing you ever heard an athlete quote? Not like their own good quote, but like, have you ever heard? Like, can you imagine uh, anybody, like, making reference? Can you imagine any current professional athlete uh, quoting Succession in a, in a press conference? Yeah, I could. But I see, like, my brain is melted from the Internet. Now, all I remember is the absolute dog shit. Like, last week after the Niners won, George Kittle screams into a camera, can you, spe- can you smell what the Niners are cooking? And it was retweeted by The Rock. So, like, that's all I remember. I don't remember anything, like, fucking good ever. Because, like, when it's good, I go, like, wow, that's that thing I also like. Like, all right, cool. And then it just goes out of my brain. But the dog shit really lingers. I, I, maybe, like, uh, some, some really good songs have been, uh, have been quoted by, uh, by athletes and then I'm sure the social media department uh, quickly googled the lyrics to make sure that there was nothing uh, too reprehensible about it before replying with a bunch of fire emojis Uh, but I just don't I I don't understand well okay look the core demographic of people watching Sunday Countdown at this point are all uh, our age basically right I mean Thirty to forty nine is probably the the yeah the court the key demographic. So this, these are all people who would have been you know uh, high school or college or many of them yep. would have been high school or college age um, around two thousand four. So they would have watched quite a lot of Napoleon Dynamite uh, or Anchorman or any uh, Dodgeball Dodgeball Wedding Crashers, all these things. European Vacation. Oh wait, what was the 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 one Euro trip Euro, Euro trip. Scotty doesn't know. All right, you ready to listen to this? So, and, and and so, which also means that we're going to be dealing with this for a very long time. It's just so goddamn annoying that the two things we have are people completely out of touch, all trying to say like, and then I oop, like you, uh, or uh, uh, quoting Napoleon Dynamite. And that there is no place for anything but those two things. Uh, all right, let's let's get into it. We have like you, you're gonna hate this. Don't you Adam Schefter is just gonna sit there. It, it's his job to either like they're they're just begging him to say yeet <laughs> or to uh, uh, quote one of the rules from Wedding Crashers. That's what that is what ESPN wants. And that is where I'd be of a joke, and that is the full extent of Schefter's range if his uh, 
uh, commercial where he was uh, promoting uh, Spike Seltzer was uh, anything to go by. And also the way that he like stuck his lips out while he reached the can up to his mouth was a disaster. And they I can't believe they didn't make him do it over. All right, here we go. Chris Connolly, Sunday NFL Countdown, Gardner Minshew, Uncle Rico, Napoleon Dynamite. Those are the tags for our episode as well. <laughs> That's what I'm writing in for tags. I never write in tags. I'm writing in that. How you doing? I need your help. Okay. New quarterback in town. Plays like a modern-day Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico. There's only one Uncle Rico. Remind us what happened in Napoleon Check Dynamite, real quick. Back in '82, because no one has contacts for this. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Watch this. <laughs> How much you want to make a bet? I can throw a football over the mountains. People really loved this movie. Yeah. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. I'm kind of hungry. Let's go eat. Come on. So, like, why why would they have shown that the ransom, film of him saying that this would have happened rather than any of his actual too. game film in this context? There, I think that the Joe. Oh, and again, I never saw Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, never wanted to. Um. But he just said that if he had put me in, I think that there is no game film, and he's a legend in his own mind. Uh, it, it, yeah, but then why, then why is Chris Connolly going to this man and saying that he plays like Uncle Rico? Which, by the way, the what, what's that uh, novelty account? Fifth Year Letterman? Yes. Whatever. Also goes to show that someone beat him to that bit by about 13 years in a way <laughs> that is much more beloved. Disappoint. At the Waffle House, I told Uncle Rico more about the legend of Garner Minshew. Yeah, man. This place got the best steaks in town. Oh, cutting a bad steak. So it's like this guy Minshew with his jorts and his mustache. It's like a throwback to those macho quarterbacks of the 1970s. Okay, he went to four different universities, overlooked all the way around, and it says here he likes to stretch in his jock strap, and he likes to put a bottle of Crown Royal in the waistband of his pants. <laughs> yeah, well, he's making it big now. He's soaking it up in a hot tub with a soulmate in big old mansion. Yeah. Another thing, Napoleon Dynamite takes place in Idaho. There are zero Waffle House locations in Idaho. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, let's go see him. All right, here we go. We're going to get we Gardner. We town to find Gardner Minshew. Right now. We could see him. Uncle Rico wanted a moment to warm up in the parking lot. All right, here we go. Here we go. Hmm. All right, Gardner is on camera now, doing this weird sidearm bit. There he is. Oh, you caught me practicing. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Taught him everything you know. You know, he's pretty good, but do you really dance around with some Crown Royal down there? No. I, I've been known to. Really? I have. Yes. From That's time a college to time. thing, or is that still? I hope it's just college. I hope it doesn't follow me here. Yeah, well, you know, jockstrap working out. But yeah. uh, the jockstrap—it's—it's it's definitely a part of my wardrobe for sure. I think I taught you that one. I can't remember though, but maybe I did. Oh well. Do you think anyway, Gardner Minshew ever saw this movie? That we worked on? Yeah. Where, where'd that go? Gardner Minshew is uh, what 20, 22 years old. About twenty-two or twenty-three. Yes, and this movie came out what you said fifteen, 15 years, years ago, ago, so he was eight. Maybe. He may have seen it since. I'm sure he saw it before he did this clip. Maybe. I don't know. Do you think, uh, I don't know. You, you got to imagine, like, like a 24-year-old golfer. Like, when someone makes a Caddyshack joke to them now, it's just like, mm, like uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, don't, like, that's not really with, for me. With the groundhogs. Yeah, I, like, it's, um. There's still two minutes left of this. I'm done. I don't, no, I, no, no, I want to keep going. All right. But I, uh, I, I just Ugh. remember... Like they'll they'll do that sort of thing all the time, or um, 
I don't remember some uh like like there was some NBA player um or maybe a few of them. I think they were talking about like to the draft class and like someone didn't know who Outcast were. And just like yeah, they're they were 11. They're, they're 19 years old. <laughs> like they they don't they, they, this is going to happen. I remember uh Michael Conforto got asked about Nirvana once and he's from Seattle and he doesn't know who they are. <laughs> oh. All right, let's keep going with this. Trying to get back to it. Yeah, well, um, you only got to use it when you need it. Yeah, right? but it's so, important. Hey, just stay tuned. It'll, it'll be coming. All right. Well, yeah, you still think you can throw a football over them mountains? The stadium? I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. You and me both, brother. <laughs> Come on. Come Let's on. do it. Let's do it's it. On. Why would, why would Gardner Minshew be saying he used to, considering hey, guess what? he's in his prime? He's in his Tough prime. Tough guys first. He was quoting the film. Ball lands outside the stadium. Hi, brother. Yeah, man. Hey, who owns that orange van? It's getting towed. The orange van? It's yours. Hey, Uncle Rico. Yo. You taught me well. Hey, Gardner Minshew, thanks for giving all the believers a chance to believe and a reason. I love you, man. Love you. And this is entertainment, baby. I, I love come this. searching for answers. This is what but I the like. The truth often proves elusive. These days, life imitates art. And art, well, that line is as blurred as steak at a Waffle House. Yeah, no fucking shit. Gardner, I always knew you could do this. You gotta do it for yourself. Do it for all the could-have-beens, the would-have-beens, and the might-have-beens. Do it for Uncle Rico. Do it for all the dreamers. No pressure. Um... I think the more apt comparison is saying that, uh, although I guess because Uncle Rico played football, they want to throw that in. But uh, I thought I, I feel like uh, Gardner Minshew's uh, style is a little more uh, based on Ryan Gosling's character in The Nice Guys, uh, which, by the way, is a better movie. But I know that they can't get Gosling for Sunday Countdown. No chance. Gosling's still relevant. Yeah. Uh, that well, that guy. I don't know who that comedian is, but I've seen him in stuff. He's been in stuff besides that, like recently. Like I recognize him. I couldn't tell you what he's been in in the last five years, but I've definitely seen him in stuff. But see, like, you know. Yeah, much closer. The, the, and it, Ryan, it, well, like, Gardner Minshew is cooler than fucking Uncle Rico. Yeah, he's exactly. Like, cool. Yeah. He's. I like him. He's cool. He's funny. He's uh doesn't take himself too seriously. Obviously, he needs better people around him. Uh, maybe he should have said to ESPN, why don't you come with me, come bring your second draft to me. Maybe not the first thing that pops into the old brain. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. Like, th- this is the sort of thing that, um, because standing out is the worst thing you can do in the mind of a football coach, so few players do it. So uh, the the idea that anybody has a mustache, apart from how Aaron Rodgers has a mustache, like during uh, training camp every year, uh, like that's all they're going to be able to talk about because finally someone interesting is on television. <laughs> that okay? There's some. There's definitely something in that because uh, only quarterbacks really tend to do that. Every time, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's on the screen right now. It pretty much says everything you need to say. Yeah, there's and, and you know, and it has to be like a style thing because if it's like stands out like personality wise in a lot of ways, it's they get painted as an asshole like Jalen Ramsey. Um, or, uh, in the case of like, say somebody like Arian Foster, who is, uh, like, they're not going to have him come on and talk about like atheism. Like that was not going to happen. They're not going <laughs> to, I think they did though. I think they had him talk about, what was it? The spaghetti monster. Do you remember that? The giant, oh, what the fuck? But it was like, was, yeah, flying spaghetti monster. That was, it. that was a very fark.com era, uh, th- for, for our younger listeners, uh, the flying spaghetti monster was a thing that uh, online atheists back before they uh, became alt right guys, um, 
that is uh, w- the, what they claimed to believe in and wanted like a religious uh, exemption for and whatever and wanted to get it recognized to point out how uh, stupid organized religion is. Um, and um, and it's just it's only gotten worse since, um, which is to say um, uh, Internet atheism. Uh, all right, let's quick hit everything that we put in the rundown real quick, and then we're going to end the show, okay? Because okay. most of our stuff is a physical medium this week. Yep. Um, so we'll just do quick hits. First, quick hit, just starting at the top. Let's actually go to the top. Okay, now I'm at the top. Um, is this man with an insane amount of Philly tattoos. Uh, let's go back and forth and explain what's on this man's no, chest. No, I don't... Uh, you can explain it. I'm just I'm just going to talk about how much I don't like it. All right. Not, so- as, uh, not as content. I just mean, like... I think this is the sort of thing we should be talking about, but I want to be very clear. I hate this man. So clearly his his, his full chest tattoo is not yet completed. Uh, very Matty Matheson-looking guy. Um, he's, let's start with the eagle, the green-winged eagle, clearly for the Philadelphia Eagles, perched atop the sign for uh, Highway 95. Yep. Uh, and in the background is the Ben Franklin Bridge over the eagle's wings. Um, next to the 95 is 1776 and Philadelphia is like a sort of a banner kind of thing. Um, I can't tell what this is on the left under 1776. Oh, the Liberty Bell. That's the Liberty Bell. On the right, I really can't tell what that is. It looks like a carton of milk. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, then we got the maybe it's that. Uh, remember uh, the commercials for milk? The the guy in the milk costume would like go down to the, the basketball court. And uh and like harass people, and like yell at the kids for not drinking milk while they're playing basketball. I do not. I do not. I'm sorry. Anyway, I know I'm supposed to just say yes, but no. Sports drinks, colas. He'd say. Oh, okay. I do remember yeah. that. And then we have the Philly skyline under the Liberty Bell, and the real the thing that really steals the show is he's utilized his belly button, uh, and had the Philly fanatic, uh tattooed to his stomach in a way that the snout is the belly button. Um, if you're going to use your belly button in a tattoo, this is about as good as you can do. I don't think you should be allowed. I think the government needs to get involved in this. <laughs> I, I think... Well, once he pukes on somebody, they will be. I think the same way that, like, uh, you know, it, the repressive uh, sort of Chinese government about how, like, they won't allow, like, people with tattoos on television, I don't think that's the wrong direction when it comes to people like this i think uh i i this this man should not make it to tv there should be someone there should be uh some uh uh very like menacing government guy who sits in the broadcast booth uh or or in in the technical booth and as soon as they like they pull that guy up on the camera, and they look back at him, and he just very sternly shakes his head no. And then we never have to see this. Uh, I'm going to be racking my brains for what this this carton is, by the way. Uh, but this is going to be our cover art. You I can just, take a look yourself. I, um, I really don't want this to be the cover art. No? No. It doesn't show up over the burger. It's only when you download the no, episode. No, I still I don't want that either. <laughs> I, I'm so... <laughs> You just don't, you just hate I, it. You I, just fi- hate it so I find much. this guy so repulsive. <laughs> and it's not I love that you can't even ironically enjoy it. This no, is very good to me. I really nope. hate it. Done. I hate, hate it. it. <laughs> I and I people need to be more ashamed of their bodies. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I think that everyone I, not his weight. That's fine. It's his fucking tattoo. But the no, fact it is that a bad is, tattoo. I'm... The fact that he is incorporated. Uh, his body into this the, tattoo in this just repulsive manner. Imagine getting US ninety five tattooed to your chest. That's another. That's like that actually, is like in right a way, in the sternum. Worse. And like, uh, by the way, this is full color tattoos don't look good on most people. And this and uh, this is a, a shining example of what to avoid. I will say, um, at least. It's decently done. Like, none of it looks like shit. It's just Disagree. bad decisions. Which Disagree. parts w- w- looks like shit? Which parts? This lo- this looks like it could have all been done uh, by, like, Magic Marker. Mm, like the, I think the Fanatic could have been maybe done a little better. might not be done. The, the Eagle looks okay. The bridge so looks okay. Little de- Why is the, like, no, the head of the Eagle is, like, 
takes up like its whole body. Like the wings are not like look at pull up a picture of an actual eagle and look at the proportions. I know what you're saying. I will not the, side by the, side this man's awful the, tattoo with an actual eagle. The, the, the head is gigantic relative to the size of the wings. I think he's just trying to get as much of the low. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm done giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. I agree with you, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I agree with you. Um, Bald eagle wingspan is between six and seven and a half feet. Yeah, what's its head span? Let's see here. It's like four <laughs> inches. <laughs> By the way, I just uh, I I just searched bald eagle head size and I see in the uh, description from uh, where it pulls from Britannica.com the bird is not actually bald. Um, well, good update. Um, I put this in the rundown originally because I thought it was wild, and then I read a little bit about it, and uh, it, this is a picture of jets. This is a video of jets forward. Oh boy, Mark Latestu, is that it? Mark uh, jets forward uh, for hockey. Mark Letestu. That's right, Winnipeg Jets. Eating a mustard packet on the bench. And apparently uh, mustard's got a lot of, and I forget what it is, but it helps you stop cramping. Uh, this is uh, this has been debated a bit. Um, people say it does because of the vinegar, but the amount of vinegar in mustard compared to, like, pickle juice negligible. is negligible. And um, pickle juice seems to really work. Um but uh, but mustard, uh, I think people, I think some guys just like the taste. Uh, our next quiz, quick hit. At JRed529 said, want to piss off the analytics community. Ask them how many downs of football they've played in their life. Which, by the way, from, uh, common sentiment, but can you read that man's display name, please? Yes, running backs matter. Can you pull up his picture and describe the man's face? Yes, I can do all this for you, Mike. Happy to help. Okay. Running backs matter. At JRed529. Well, he... Ooh. He's got a red beard. Oh, he's changed his picture. He's actually... He had a much longer beard yesterday. Uh, he... he I, I think people started dunking on him, so he changed uh, to a, a much more uh, um, presentable picture. He looked like um he looked like a guy who collected swords before. Okay. Um next. I don't have any longer uh, every bit of this tweet has been deleted. Um this is in reply to a fantasy football analyst. Always good that you can't actually click the link anymore cuz it's gone. Uh it says uh it's from Oh okay, it was to James D K O H. Uh that's his Twitter handle at James D K O H Co, I guess. Um, it says, fuck you, you stupid bitch. You told me Chris Carson will get three points, so I benched him, and you made me lose. Fuck you, I'm never listening to you again, and don't know you don't know anything about fantasy football. Uh, and was correctly dragged. Um, At the end of the day, it's your team, you dumb idiot, and you drafted Chris Carson in the third round for a fucking reason, you dope. I, I don't know. I mean, how much do the experts... Re- I, I do think... Um, Fantasy football uh, prognostication is uh, a, a failed field. It's just so fucking hard. It's yeah. It it's too hard. No one's no one is actually good at it. I mean, the only way to actually like all these projections and everything they they almost they very rarely work out, and that's why it that is why uh, that's why DraftKings is allowed to operate because it's a considered game of chance instead of game of skill, and the only guys who are successful are the ones who, while there is some uh, 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 skill involved. Uh, well, but, some of these guys are looking in and, like, coach tendencies, and, like, they're they're making decisions yeah, from a like, place of knowledge. But yeah, in like, the end, it ultimately, like... Uh, well, we would talk about... Um, they're trying to have well-processed reasoning. Whether the reasoning ends up being right kind of has to be secondary. You just want to be able to talk it out and have it, like, be for a good reason. Yeah, even... Yeah, the and uh, here, uh, to get back to my point that I... Uh, got distracted in the middle of because I was worried I said something wrong. Um, yeah, the, the guys who are successful uh, in in DFS are the guy who's guys who submit 150 different lineups, which you can't do uh, within just your own regular fantasy football league. I don't know if you had 50 bucks and you played in the 25 cent tournaments. Uh, yeah, in your fantasy football league, no. But if you wanted to submit 150 lineups and just try and build, you could. Yeah, 40 bucks. But again, that's still it. It still takes a commitment. But like the guys, Absolutely. the guys who win big like if the guys who win a hundred thousand dollars you know that costs about four hundred and fifty dollars a day 
I don't understand the baseball people. It's so expensive. Yeah. And they're only competing against themselves by, like, June. I don't think there's a ton of casuals playing anymore. Yeah, no, the being good at DFS costs as much as, like, a cocaine problem for a family of four. <laughs> absolutely. And, no, absolutely. And... And like you have to, you 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 have to have some disposable income to start with, and you actually have to really work at it. Like you know, it. it yeah, it's a fucking job. It's yeah, a job. Yeah, it's it involves it involves a lot of spreadsheets. You have to be good at Excel uh, to to do this, um, but you can do it. Um, but for just the uh, random person who like hopes to get lucky, you're it's exactly that. You're just hoping to get lucky. You're really hoping this guy that you got for. Uh, the the minimum the you know minimum that a player can cost just happens to catch two touchdowns that day. Uh, also, let's not forget that uh, I am currently in litigation against DraftKings. Technically, although I have not heard anything back from them in months. That's Brendan's not allowed to say anything about DraftKings. I certainly am allowed. Um, but the the law firm keeps emailing me and going like, "You didn't send us your DraftKings history." And it's like I've sent you this. Th- Three times. By the way, this happens with all the Equifax stuff too. They want pr- like if you claimed your thing for money, they want proof now that you have um, credit monitoring. And I don't really know how to prove that. I mean, I know that I get my credit wise. I have a, I have a Capital One card, so I can check my credit score every month with that, which seems like enough for me. But that's not like I didn't pay for credit monitoring, so I think they would screw me out of it by saying I didn't actually pay for it. Even well, I don't though, even though I pay Capital One. Uh, too much money a month because I carry a high balance. Uh, well, I... M- Mr. Minimum Payment. But that's not, like, bad lawyering. Like, I've sent them this... I don't... It's not three times. It's twice. But I've sent them my DraftKings history two times. And they for a third time, they've come back for it again. It's like, guys, you're lawyers. Like a paperwork issue. This is not on me. And, it, like, the third one was, like, a snippy email. It was like, you still have not sent us. And, like, you motherfuckers. Like, I have. I just want to get 40 bucks back from DraftKings in three years. Like, that's all I want. Um, From at NBA Leave, I think you should league pass. This is a, uh, a novelty account based on the show. I think you should leave on Netflix. You guys should all watch that. But we basically have horny Donovan Mitchell tweeting about Zendaya. Uh, reposts a picture of her. Says, future wifey. Um, Zendaya says tonight was fun with a picture of a heart and Spider Man and Donovan. Oh, maybe because he's the spider. He's the spider and Spider Man oh, yeah, as well. Um, so dope, Spider Man, Snowflake. Uh, Zendaya posted some gif about how I think it must have been the other day when Spider Man got back in the M- MCU. Donovan Mitchell with a bunch of crazy faces. Run it back and now explain this final picture a little bit there, Mike. And then. Uh... That's uh, Connor O'Malley uh, behind the uh, car, <laughs> wheel of his car, slanging his horn because uh, he's honking if he's horny. If you haven't watched, I think you should leave. And I have to assume that most of our listeners have. It seems like uh, it seems it would be very uh, uh, I got distracted by the uh, yesterday <laughs> trailer. I forgot about the movie where the Beatles don't exist. Oh, uh, all right. Anyway, anyway, I think you should. I think you should. League Pass is a uh, very good uh, novelty account that's uh, doing a lot of great. I think you should leave NBA content. All right, and our final bet. If you thought we forgot about the Brandon Wheat Kings, you're fucking wrong. We yeah, did not. That's right. Uh, not a great uh, week for our for our Kings, though. They lost on Friday, September twenty seventh, five nil. At home to who? Let's, let's, sorry, let me make this tab. They lost to the Moose Jaw Warriors, didn't they? Yeah, no. They lost to the Moose Jaw Warriors 5 nothing at home, and then they lost to Moose Jaw in Moose... Yeah, Moose Jaw's the name of the place, sure. 3-2. Uh, to two. So went 0-2 this week. A bad loss. 5-0 at home is a bad loss. There's, no, there's nothing to be said about that. No, nope. uh, and despite all this... Uh, zero offers on hats. No word about anything. Zero contact from the Brandon Wheat Kings uh, to the podcast. But we remain undeterred. I'm not gonna lose my temper about it. I'm not gonna say anything that I would regret. Listen, the season's over mid late March. They're one and three. I'm not gonna freak out about it. The one thing. To be taken away from this is that they are outdrawing at home all of their opponents. 
Their their opening game, they had nearly 5,000 people in the stands, and then they went to Winnipeg, sixteen a paltry 1,600 in the stands. Like, fuck off, Winnipeg. Are you kidding me? Winnipeg has an NHL team, though. I think that <sighs> makes a difference. And then, again, they drew 3,400 in Brandon, and then they went to Moose Jaw, 3,000. They're outdrawing their opponents at every... The, the groundswell is there. They just got to connect it, you know? And that's early season. Cobwebs are on still. Got to dust them off a bit. And that's it for this week. Uh, the Dismal Tide has receded. It's low tide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> surprising we haven't done that before. Um, I'm at Brando Big Bucks on Twitter. That's at Mega Clang. Follow Correct. at the Dismal Tide underscore uh, Wade Jams on SoundCloud. I always want to say Spotify when I say his name. Uh, Spotify, we have the Dismal Tide uh, playlist. Uh, you could pretty much go on like an eight-hour flight and only be playing our tunes. Yeah. Um, have yourself longer than that. Have yourself a good week.